Thanks for tuning in to our bonus episode preview. This is just a short sample of this week's exclusive Patreon episode. You can hear the episode in its entirety by becoming a member at patreon.com slash indoctrination, where you'll gain access to all of our exclusive episodes and merchandise. I am so happy to have Priscilla Isles back with me. I really like meeting new people and people who have interesting stories and also are wanting to share them with people as kind of a cautionary tale. And yours is so interesting too, because you go kind of from one group to the next to the next, and it shows how that can happen, how you, without, I think, being able to know what you just went through and then how to discern what that was and what to watch out for. A lot of people do this sort of cult hopping and then suddenly say, okay, wait a minute. (laughs) Okay, let me... Let me take a step back and try to understand this. Uh, And so I'm so happy that we're meeting at this time in your life too, that you're free from these groups. And so if you can take a moment, introduce yourself, you you were already on an episode and I'm so happy that people got to hear part of your story, but just to do a brief recap of what brings you onto the show, and then we'll pick up where we left off. So uh, yeah, my name is Priscilla Isles. I call myself a cult awareness advocate based on my experiences in two cults, Landmark and One Taste. I also do diversity, equity, inclusion, consulting and training. I also write. I do a lot of different things. <laughs> but um, uh, to me, the, the cult awareness is a co- like it's a combination of my existing interests in terms of like intersectionality and understanding like diverse experiences. So speaking out about my experiences was really because uh, one of the reasons was because I felt like there needed to be more uh, a perspective on it from a marginalized, you know, a marginalized perspective on the cult abuse. And can we start actually with that, with this idea of a marginalized perspective? So how is that different, let's say, than the general public? How is a marginalized perspective going to be seen? What's the experience like? Well, it just really struck me, first of all, reading in the cult recovery literature, how much of a a default assumption was made about identity. There were some references to LGBT sexuality, for example, Daniel Alex's book, but mostly there was um, not much understanding of how identity factored into the experience. And so for me, I, I feel my identity is so central to my experience because, you know, as I talked about a bit in the previous episode, my neurodivergence, um, my autism, my ADHD was part of my, I guess, what you'd call a vulnerability factor and, and something that I think cults really target and exploit is without maybe even knowing that they're doing that, but they target those people who are sort of, uh, can be quite naive about the ways of the world, can be over-trusting, um, are like more likely to sort of divulge personal boundary and personal information and not understand like when someone's pushing on someone's boundaries and um, are more likely to feel like sort of a misfit in society, more likely to feel like an outsider. And that combines with me being multiply marginalized as, you know, being mixed race, being AFAB or, you know, queer, aside from female birth, there's this um, feeling of always being like a perpetual outsider in whichever space I'm in. So, you know, love bombing can be so effective for someone like me 
who doesn't feel like they belong anywhere and then has suddenly got all these people telling you how amazing you are, which I think I talked about before. But that's so for me, that sense of community, that sense of being, you know, accepted on the face of it was really addictive, like an addictive feeling and and a feeling that I wanted to sort of chase, I guess. And that's what I think also enabled me to stay in those groups longer than maybe other people would stay in them. And I think also the process of recovery is different because, you know, there's still so much to deal with. You know, when you once you get out of a cult, it's not just, oh, utopia. (laughs) You know, it's like there's so much more, there's so many things to unpack and so many things to to deal with at the same time, you know, like even just dealing with the welfare system or dealing with trying to get diagnosis as a marginalized person or dealing with just the prejudice that you encounter in everyday life. You know, for me, I realized that cults are really sort of a microcosm of that wider experience and maybe just taken to the extreme. That's also beautifully said. You know, I come across a lot of people who speak the way you do, where there is this sense of needing to find their space, their place, because mainstream, whatever that, whatever that means, um, but sort of within the general population, there hasn't been the sense of belonging, of sameness, uh, of fitting in. And so it does become sometimes very appealing to go into these alternate spaces, kind of parallel universes, you know, And I've also seen with people who haven't had a lot of chance to have easy social connection that when you get into a group, you have this instant community, instant connection, similar philosophy, language, uh, something to bond over. And so there aren't the same kinds of challenges, I think, and separators, you know, and is that something that you found as well? Definitely. It's almost like as um, someone who has an autistic ADHD brain, you're wanting someone to just give you a sort of manual and, and how to live life because there's so many decisions you could make be making at any one time. There's so many ways you could go and there's so many unwritten social rules that are just bewildering or ways of doing things which you wonder why do you do this this way, traditions or whatever, that, it, you know, it can be very confusing and overwhelming. Whereas you get to a cult and you said, well, if you just follow these few steps, then this is the road to enlightenment and this is the road to success. And that's all you need to do, you know, or or you're going to get like, you know, landmark promises, transformation in one weekend. Obviously, that's not, you know, what happened. But, you know, that is that sort of simplistic sort of this is all you need to do to get what you want. Right. And, and, And it's simplifying of what can be a bewildering array of choices in the outside world.